standing this morning. Reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 95, this morning. Psalms chapter 95 and beginning at verse beginning at verse 1 come let us sing unto the Lord let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms for the Lord is a great God and a great king of all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it. In his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said it is a people that this that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach on praise the Lord and believe. Praise the Lord and believe. You can be seated this morning. Here in this... Uh, this chapter, the psalmist, he begins this chapter off by exhorting us and then beginning to tell us um, the importance of praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord. He begins to tell us to make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. You know, a lot of people, when they come into a an atmosphere like this or a church service like this and they may not be uh, familiar with our form of worship or um, the clapping of hands, the lifting of hands, the, the playing of the, the keyboard or the drums. You know, things can get real loud in here. And it can, some people it can seem like it's just a bunch of noise. And you know what? I'll tell them it is noise. But you don't want to leave off the fact that it's a joyful noise. Um, and some may say, well, who is it a joyful noise to? It's a joyful noise unto God because he requires us to come in and to make a joyful noise. Um, God does not require us to come in and to uh, be all prim and proper. God doesn't want us to come in and, and church service to be like a cemetery. Um, he doesn't want us to sit and meditate. Um, the, I will tell you that the Bible does talk about meditation. 
And there is a time to meditate on the things of God. There is a time to meditate on his word and how good God is and how good God has been to you. But when we come into the house of the Lord, that's not the time. It is the time to make a joyful noise unto the rock of our salvation. A lot of people will say, well, it's just a bunch of noise. It's just a bunch of, um, you're just making a whole lot of noise. But what people don't understand is that all throughout this Bible, the Bible encourages that kind of worship. It encourages that kind of song to to, to magnify the Lord in song and, and the lifting up of your hands and, and the lifting up of, of, your, of your voice. And people say, well, I'm not comfortable with that. And you know what? I, I can understand that because there was a point um, where I wasn't comfortable with a lot of things. Um, I wasn't comfortable with lifting up my hands. I wasn't comfortable with lifting up my voice. I'm a very uh, reserved person. And I like to stay to myself. I don't like to draw no kind of attention. There are a lot of times I don't like to be heard from. But I've come to find out that when it comes down to God and when it comes down to lifting up the name of the Lord, it's not about what I'm comfortable with. It's not about what I prefer. It's not about what I would like. It's about what God requires. And God requires that we come in and we lift up our voice, we lift up our hands, we give him the praise that he is worthy of. How many people have come to give him some praise this morning as you realize that God has been good to you this day alone, that we shouldn't even be here, and it's by the grace of God that we are. And so the right of the psalmist, he is beginning to um, express the fact that we should praise God. He said, unto the rock of our salvation. In other words, he referred to the Lord as a rock, okay? He referred to the Lord, and that word rock, um, it means something that is firm, um, something that is sure, a sure foundation, uh, something that provides refuge, uh, something that is strong. And I want you to know that God is a rock this morning, okay? There's a lot of things that people try to build their lives on in this life, and those things are so unstable, okay? They're, they're, they're not, it's not, it's not firm. Um, the writer talked about certain individuals being um, unstable as water. Well, that's how it is when you try to build your life on the things of this world. It's unstable. Um, it's, it's like building on the sand, um, Jesus said. But when you build it on the one true rock, and I want you to know that there's a, only one rock this morning. And I want you to know that, 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 that Moses said it like this. He said that their rock is not like our rock. In other, thing, in other words, what this world tries to build on, um, the security they try to find in this world, it's not like the security that can be found in Jesus Christ. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to build on that rock this morning. I want to build on that sure foundation this morning. I want to grab a hold of that rock that can keep me, that can shelter me, that can keep me from all danger and harm. I want to build upon Jesus Christ. I want to worship him. I want to give him the praise and the glory that he deserves. And so 
all throughout this chapter, he is, he is encouraging um, to worship the Lord. He said, let us um, come before his presence with thanksgiving. It's a good thing to be thankful this morning. It's a good thing to be thankful for the things that God has done for you, the things that God has provided, how God has kept his hands upon us. A lot of times people go wrong as they begin to obtain stuff and possessions. They begin to lose that thanksgiving as they, they think that it all came from them. But I realized this morning that I have a lot to be thankful for. I have a lot to be I have a lot to be thankful for this morning. I need to be thankful that I'm in good health this morning. I need to be thankful that I can lift up my voice this morning. There's a lot of people that can't do that. There's a lot of people that are bed stricken in the hospital this morning. But this morning we can come in here and lift up our hands and lift up our voice without any problem. I come to let God know that I am thankful this morning that he has been good to me. He's been good to me. This day alone, he's been good. And he said, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. So there's a reason why we sing. There's a reason why we clap our hands. There's a reason why we, we praise God. Verse 3, he said, for the Lord is great and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills, he is also. And he goes on to talk about how that we, he said, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It's important to know that how we got here. It's important to know that we're not, we didn't get here of our own, of our own doing. It's important to know that who created us. Who our maker is. Who that shaped and formed us out of the dust of this ground. Too many people believe in a theory that we, there was just this big bang and everything appeared. Too many people believe that we evolved over time and now here we are. But I don't believe that because the Bible tells me different. The Bible tells me that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The word of God tells us that God made man out of the dust of the ground and that God breathed into the nostrils of man and that man became a living soul. I'm here because God breathed the breath of life into me. I'm here that because God formed me, that God knew me when I was in my mother's womb and God formed me. Somebody needs to know that I didn't just appear here. We didn't just appear here, but there's a God that created us. We have a creator, and for that alone, God needs to be worshipped. God needs to be magnified. God needs to be glorified. I don't need to worship the gods of this world because they can't compare to the one true living God. They can't compare to the only wise God. And so... The writers encourage us to worship, to magnify him. How many know that we come into the house of the Lord to worship the Lord? We come to magnify him. We come to exalt him. I didn't come to see anybody. We'll talk afterwards, 
We'll, we'll fellowship afterwards, but while we are here for this little amount of time, I can't afford to sit down, oh God. I can't afford to keep my hands folded. I got to get my hands in the air. I got to lift up my voice. I got to let God know that I appreciate him, that I'm thankful for everything that he's done in my life, and that he and he alone is worthy of all of the praise and the glory and the honor. I have to let him know that because it's important that God remains at the forefront. It's important that God is magnified in our lives. It's important that God does not, that no one else takes the place of God. Because you'll find out that God, listen, when I say that God is great, I know for myself. I've seen what God has done in my life and what he's done in others' lives, other people's lives. I've seen it for myself. I'm an eyewitness. I've experienced the goodness of God in my life. I've experienced God touching and healing my body. I've experienced God sheltering me and keeping me in the midst of some of the most dangerous situations. And God just wrapping his arms around me and keeping me. And I'm coming out of a situation that should have taken my life coming out with no, no scratches, no broken bones, no problems. I want you to know that only God can do that. Only God can provide that kind of shelter. And so if we're not careful as we've seen God do all of these wonderful things in our lives, provide for us, heal us, there's something that can happen to us. You can become hard concerning the things of God and concerning the word of God and concerning God constantly trying to work on you and constantly trying to, um, trying to get you to a point where he can lead and guide you. People can begin to allow unbelief to enter into their hearts and cause them to lose out with God. Some say, well, how can you say that? Because the word of God shows us the example over and over again. As David, as the writer, the psalmist is encouraging worship. He's encouraging praise. He's telling us that we are the sheep of his pasture. I'm thankful that God leads and guides. I'm thankful that God knows how to provide for me. I'm thankful that God knows exactly what I need, and he knows when to provide it. But if we're not careful, we can forget about all those things that God has done for us how God has provided time and time again. And our hearts be can become hardened. And unbelief can enter in and cause us to think that, well, I got to make it happen on my own. I got to do this. And, and I got to take care of myself in that. Um, you know, there's a problem when you begin to, to put God, test God. There should be a point where we should have enough faith where we know that God is well able. Well, we know that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think. There's no doubt in our minds because you'll read where he began to talk here after he is 
encouraging worship. He's encouraging us to praise God. He begins to talk about the children of Israel. He begins to talk, tell us not to harden our hearts. Like if we, would hear, if we hear God, let us not harden our hearts like they did in the day of provocation. And what that means is that it was a, they were, that word provocation means strife. It means a lot of, there was quarreling going on, a lot of arguing, a lot of bickering and fighting and, 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 and just complaining and murmuring. That's what that word means. He said, as your fathers did in the day of temptation. And what, what he, as he said, as they proved me. And that word means that they tempted me. They test me. You'll read all throughout the scripture how every time they came up against a situation that there was a whole lot of murmuring, there was a whole lot of complaining taking going on. And the Bible says that God had brought them out of Egypt. He brought them out. He, he, he provided through miracles and all of these things, and, and he continued to provide for them and lead them and guide them. And, but every time they found themselves in, a, in a, a, a certain situation, they begin to complain. They begin to murmur. They forgot everything that God had done for them. God rained down manna from heaven. That wasn't enough. They started complaining, saying, we're tired of this manna. We want meat. And God began to rain, down, rain it down, and God, they come to a certain place, um, uh, and they begin to talk about how they were thirsty and how they didn't have this and that, and they begin to murmur. They were so quick to, to rise up against Moses. They were so quick to get ready to stone him and just, you know, you brought us out here to die, and God, over and over again, he, God would provide. He caused water to come out of the rock. And so God got to a point where he was so grieved with them. He was so displeased with them. As you'll read in one place how that when the, 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 the quail came down, that they ran upon it. And, and the Bible says that while it was in their mouth, God struck them down. Because the, the problem was it was the lust that was in their heart. It wasn't a problem that they desired quail. It was a problem that they had lust in their heart. The things that they was lusting after and things that they wanted and things that they desired because they fell into a state of unbelief. God had done all of these things and it was never enough. They continued, they constantly scrutinized things. They constantly examined things. They constantly made a big deal out of things as their hearts was hardened and because they was full of unbelief. If there's anything that I want to have this morning, I want to have some faith this morning. I want to believe that God is well able to do whatever it is that I have needed. I've seen too much to doubt God now. God has done too much in my life for me to begin to think that God can pull me out, that God can provide for me, that God can keep me. Come on, somebody. Make it up in your mind that I'm going to have some faith this morning. I'm going to believe in God's word. I'm going to hear what God is trying to say to me. I've come to find out as, as you read the scripture and even in your own experience, 
experiences in life that a lot of times we ask God for things. And there's nothing wrong with asking God to do certain things in our lives. But you're going to find out that in reading the scripture that God is going to want to know something. That even though you're asking, God is going to ask you something. God wants to know, do you really believe that he can do it? Because a lot of times in asking God for things and, and, and trying to have faith, you'll find out that somewhere there's a little doubt there. There is some, well, what if? There is a, a but. There is something that causes you to question whether God really can do this, whether God can really work this out. Um, there were two blind men, and as Jesus came out of a certain home, um, these blind men, they came, and they sought after Jesus, and they said, we, we, we want you to heal us. We want you to touch us. We want you to, to we want to see, in other words. We want to see. We have a need in our lives. And you'll find out that Jesus, before he made any attempts of trying to, to touch them or to heal them, he asked them a question. He asked them, do you believe that I can do this? Now, some will say, well, of course they, they had to believe in, in, in order for them to ask in the first place. But you'll find out that when you believe, when you, you try to have faith and you ask God for some things, the devil is always at work. The devil is always trying to get you to begin to, to, to kind of somehow, you know, make a, make up some kind of plan in case this thing doesn't work out so you'll have something to fall back on and you know what you got to burn all bridges when it comes down to coming to God when it comes down to believing in God's word you can't have something to try to fall back on because that shows that I don't really believe and that I really don't have faith you got to be all in you got to sell out to this thing you got to let God know that I believe I'm putting it all in your hands and I don't want to doubt you. I've seen you do too much in my life to doubt you now. I've seen you provide for me time and time again. I've seen you heal my body. I've seen you, come on somebody, I've seen God do too much for me to fall into a state of unbelief. And so this is the state that they were in. And God was not pleased with it. God was not pleased with it. God said that when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, they saw God's work. They saw what God did for them. They saw how God provided and he made provision for them. Time and time again, the Bible says that they wandered in the wilderness 40, 40 years and and that their clothes didn't wear out, their shoes didn't wear out. None of these things. God kept them, and they still had problems with believing in God. They still had problems with trusting in him. They still begin to think that it was, I had to work, I got to work this thing out for myself. I'm a, I got to understand, if anything is going to work out in my life, it's going to happen through God. If anything, if deliverance is going to come to me and my household, it's going to only come by God. It's not going to come by anything else. It's not going to come by books. 
It's not going to come by theory. It's not going to come by ideals. It is only going to come by Jesus Christ. I need to have some faith this morning. I need to sell out to the things of God this morning. I need to let God know that I'm here and I believe that you can do what your word is saying that it can do. I need to have some faith this morning. I need to learn how to make it up in my mind that I'm going to praise God. I'm going to worship God. But not only am I going to worship God, but I'm going to believe in God. You know, I'm going to believe that God can work things out in my life. I'm, I'm going to believe that God can keep me, that God can keep me from falling that God can keep my family, that God can sustain us. Because the Lord, he goes on and he tells us, he said, 40 years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways. They have not known my ways. God, 40 years, God is trying to lead them and guide them. And this is what he comes to the conclusion about them. They are a people that err in their heart. They are a people that have not known my ways. They have not known them. All of the miracles God provided for them all of that time. While they were in that wilderness, and the Bible says, and he says that they, they, they err in their heart. Do you know that when you, when you doubt God, do you know that when we question God, that we are in error? There are some, there are some that constantly, constantly scrutinize things. They're constantly examining everything. They're examining every word. They're examining everything you can imagine. It's trying to find some kind of fault in something. I don't want to find any fault in God this morning. God is perfect this morning. God, the Bible tells us that he teaches us that his ways are perfect. There's nothing wrong with how God does things. There's nothing wrong with how God puts things together. The problem is, and what I have to come to the conclusion is, that the problem is me. The problem is how I go about things. The problem is how I look upon things and how I think about things. The problem is not with God. God's way is perfect. God's way is right. There is nothing wrong with him and how he does things. And so I have to come to the conclusion that God has everything that I have need of. He has everything that I have need of. I got to have some faith this morning. I got you know it takes faith to even lift just to lift up your hands. It takes faith to begin to open up your mouth and begin to vocalize to God how much you need him and how much you, you need him to pull you out of the pit that you're in. That takes faith. Without that, I'm lost. Without that, I will never get these hands in there. Without faith, without me believing, I'll never be able to open up my mouth and, and, and cry out to God and let God know that I need him to intervene in my life. I need him to begin to put some things back together. I need him to put, put my mind back together where I can think straight, where I can function the way that I'm supposed to. I need God. We need God this morning. We need to understand that all praise 
and glory belongs to him and him alone. Okay? I need, there's a lot of people that say, well, I believe in God, but they won't worship God. They'll worship everything else but God. And believing in God, that means that my praise and my worship, it belongs to God and God alone. I don't want to lift up anything else. I want to lift up Jesus Christ. I don't want to lift up anybody else. I want to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There's a lot of people proclaiming to be the king, but there is only one true living king this morning, and his name is Jesus Christ, and I want to make it up in my mind that I'm going to believe in him. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to lean upon him because he'll never... He'll never let me down. He'll never let me down. He'll never let you down. God will always be there. So I want to take, I want to take faith out of myself. I want to take my, I don't want my confidence to be in. I don't want it to be in me. I don't want it to be in my own strength. I don't want it to be in my knowledge. I want it to be in God this morning. I want it to be in God this morning because unbelief is when people begin to stop believing in God and they start believing in themselves. I know I can, I can plan out my life. I, I know how to plan out the course of my life. I need to understand that I don't have that power. I need to understand that I don't have that knowledge to begin to try to plan things out and, and think that it's going to go away according to how I see fit. God has that. God has that ability to plan things out. God has that ability to ensure that things go the way that it needs to go in my life. And I got to believe in that. I got to trust in that. I got to rely on that this morning. I got to believe that God knows what he's doing. I got to believe that God has all the answers. If you don't believe, you're gonna, I'm going to try to do it on my own. I'm going to try to make things happen on my own, but I got to believe that God has not brought me this far to leave me now. Come on, somebody hear me this morning. I have to believe that God didn't bring me this far. God didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost to leave you now. God has it all worked out. God didn't pull you out of the muck and out of the miry clay. He didn't wash away all of your sins to leave you right now. God has it all worked out. God has it all planned out. I got to believe in that this morning. I got to make it up in my mind that I'm going to praise the Lord and I'm going to believe in what I'm doing. I'm going to believe in it. I'm going to believe in it. When I, when I lift up my voice and I begin to cry out to God, I want to believe that God hears me. I do. When I, when I go to God in prayer and I'm seeking after him, for whatever it may be, I want to believe that he hears me. Because I'm going to tell you, in me just saying it out of my mouth, and if I really don't believe it here, it's not going to do me any good. It's not going to profit me anything. I have to believe that what I'm asking God, 
not only that he is going to do it, but that God is already working it out, that it's already on its way. The answer is already on its way. That, that sickness that I'm seeking after the Lord about, I need to know that the answer is on its way. The, 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 the children that I'm, I'm praying to God about, I need to know that that answer is on its way and that God is going to, God is going to touch them, God is going to fill them, God is going to raise them up to be a witness and an example for, for him and who he is. The financial difficulty that I'm praying, God, praying to God about, I need to know and believe that it's already on its way. God is working it out. Healing. God, God is working it out. He's working it out. I got to believe this morning. I got to make it up in my mind that I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to magnify him. Not, and not only that, but I'm going to believe in what I'm doing. I'm going to believe in what I'm doing. Forty years. The Bible says that God, he was, he was displeased with them. And he said that this is a people that will not enter into my rest. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to make it in. I want to make it in. But I'm going to tell you, there is one thing that will cause you not to make it in. And that's unbelief. Unbelief and not having any kind of faith in what God is doing and in the things of God and the word of God is a sure way to disqualify yourself from heaven. It's a sure way to, in, to, to disqualify yourself from anything that, that God, God wants to do in your life. I can come and ask God to, to heal and ask God to, to provide and ask God to do this. But if I'm still trying to work it all out on my own, it's a sure, it is an indication that I don't really believe. I don't really believe. There's a lot of people, they come and they ask for advice, they want counseling, and, and, and you tell them what they need to do. Hey, come to church. Hey, start reading your Bible. Start praying. Um, um, let God begin to work in your life. And you don't see them nowhere. They don't show up to prayer. They don't show up to church. They don't show, they don't, nothing. That what, what you're telling them, they don't do one bit of it. And it ain't because you're trying to tell them and, and you, because you think that, that, that you're right, it's because the Bible teaches it. And people never make the attempt to do the, what the Word of God says. And it shows that they really don't believe. They really don't believe. People think, well, you know, that's too... I don't know what people think. Well, that's too, it's too plain. It's too simple. It's like people want you to tell them some great big thing that is going to, you know, it's not simple. Trust in God. It's not, it's not, it's not hard. Just begin to pray. It's not hard. Just begin to open up, get rid of all the other distractions and begin to open up the Bible and begin to read and meditate on God's word and take it in. And you'll find out that God will begin to start changing things in your life. He'll change you. He'll change you. He'll change the way you think. He'll change the way you look at things. But you got to believe in that. You got to believe in that. And he said, because of their unbelief and because he was so displeased with them, he said, this people, they won't enter into my rest. They won't. They won't. 
I want his, I want what God has for me this morning. I want every bit of it. But I'm going to tell you, if I don't believe it, if I don't make the attempt, then I'm going to lose out with God. I'm going to lose out in this life, and I'm going to lose out in the life to come. God has good things for people. He has great things. God already has things planned out for you. He has it already laid out for you. Already. But we're the reason why we never obtain what God has for us. And I promise you, what God has for us, it's a whole lot better than what we're chasing after. It's a whole lot valuable. It's a whole lot more important. And God, first of all, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to save you. He wants to save your household. He wants to. And if you will commit your ways unto God, God will begin to bless you. God will pour out his blessings upon you. God will begin to take care of you in ways that you could never imagine. God will. God will cause there to be peace in your life. At this, at this point in my life, I'm so thankful just to have quietness, just for things to just be peaceful. I'm going to tell you, God will do that. His word said that he'll do that. He'll cause things to be quiet in your life. There ain't no drama. There ain't no chaos. God will cause things to be peaceful. He'll cause things to be calm. He'll cause peace to be in your heart. I'm thankful for that. And God wants to do that for each and every one of us. God wants to show himself strong to us. God wants to show us that he is able to provide everything that we have needed. He's got it already laid out for us. I want to believe in that this morning. I want to make it up in my mind that I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him. Every opportunity that I have, I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to lift up my hands. I know it may be a little bit different, but guess what? The word says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. We believe the word of God this morning. Huh? The Bible says, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. He said, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Bible teaches all of this. It teaches it. It shows it. And so I want to praise him. I want to worship him. I want to magnify him. As I realize that he's the very reason that I'm here. He is my creator. I didn't evolve from some kind of animal. God formed me. God shaped me. I know how the moon and the stars got here. The sun and in the sky and the green grass. I know how it got here. God created heaven and earth. I want to praise him. I want to praise him for who, you know, I don't just want to praise him for what he's done in my life. Most importantly, I want to praise him for who he is. I want to praise him because he is the only wise God and that God is worthy of it all. I'm created for that. I'm created to worship God. I'm not created to worship man. I'm not created to worship things and, and cars and, and stuff. I'm created to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to believe in that this morning. I want to have some faith in that this morning. Let us stand this morning in the house of the Lord.
I'm going to tell you, there's no one like Jesus this morning. There's no one like him this morning. And I'm going to tell you, no one measure ups to him. No one compares to him. And I want to make it up in my mind. I'm going to come down and, he said, to kneel, to bow down, to kneel. Yes, that means that we bow down on our, on our knees, yes. But you know what? If you're not careful, there, there ought to be a bowing down in our spirits. I'll tell you that. Because if you're not careful, you can, you can come into the presence of the Lord, or we can come into the presence of the Lord, and we can allow um, our status in this life, we can allow what we have, stuff, and things, we can allow that to cause us to be lifted up and cause us to think that we've arrived or that we have it all going on or that we got it all figured out. I got to I got to bow down in my spirit. I got to be humble. I got to be I got to be broken before the Lord and let God know that even though I I'm I'm well off in this life. First of all, I need to thank him as I realize that it's from him. Then I need to still be broken and submitted to God and let God know that I'm nothing. My status doesn't mean anything. I'm nothing without God. If God leaves me, it don't matter. The, the, the money can't compare. The, the houses don't compare. The, 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 the status in this life and my position in this life, it doesn't compare. If I, it doesn't matter if I lose God. It doesn't matter if God is not there by my side. And so he said to, to kneel, to bow down. Bow down. I'm going to tell you, that, that can be applied spiritually as I, I need to be broken. I need to, I need to be humble. I, there, there needs to be some humility that's within me. Because I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that don't want to bow to the name of Jesus. They don't want to give in to it. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to come a day where they ain't going to have no, no choice. They ain't going to have a choice. The Bible says every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. <laughs> They're going to do it whether they want to or not. I want to make it up in my mind that I'm going to go ahead and willingly do it this morning. And let God know that you are worthy. I've come to bow down before you. I've come to humble myself in your presence as I realize that I'm standing before an almighty king that is worthy of all the glory, that is worthy of all of the honor. I can't come and just, just have a casual approach. God has given me another day. God has given me another opportunity. We're getting ready to enter in into another year. And I made up in my mind that I don't want to enter in this new year with the same old approach, the same old casual, nonchalant approach when it comes down to God. I want to revere him. I want to reverence him. I want to respect his power and his authority in my life. I want to let God know that I fear you. Not in a way that I'm, I'm, I'm shaking or I'm afraid, but that I reverence him. I respect him. I respect what he thinks. I respect what his word says. I respect 
what he is trying to do in my life. I appreciate him for it. The problem with our world is no one has any respect for God. They don't care. They disregard the things of God as they are in pursuit of an illusion, as they're in pursuit of something that is not real. This world is not real. The things that people obtain in this world, it is not real. It can be gone just like that. Life can be taken just like that. And the only thing that will matter is what did I do with the time that God gave me? God given time. Did I pursue everything in this world? Did I chase after everything in this world? Or did I chase after him? Did I pursue him with all of my energy, with everything that is within me? I want to pursue God. I want to pursue him. I want, I want to worship him. I want to believe in what his word is saying. I don't want God to be displeased with me as I begin to think. As I've seen God do it over and over again. As I've seen God part the Red Sea in my life and cause me to walk through on dry ground. As I've seen God cause things to come out of, to, to be produced out of some of the places that you would have never imagined just to provide for me. Just to, just to ensure that I have everything that I have needed. I don't want to see that, to see God provide year after year, month after month, week after week, day after day, and not take any note and realize that everything that I have is from him. Everything that I have is from him. They did not take note of it. They put God to the test over and over again. They murmured, they complained, they bickered, they railed, they, they scrutinized everything. I don't want to fall into that state of unbelief. I want to believe in what God is doing this morning. I want to have faith in what God is trying to do in my life this morning. Let's lift up our hands and let's call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice this morning. And let's cry out to him. Somebody let God know that you need him this morning. Let him know. Go ahead and worship him. Go ahead and just glorify him. Let him know how great he is and how wonderful he is. Come on, somebody. Ask God to increase my faith this morning. Help me to believe in what you're trying to do in my life. Help me to have some faith. Help me know not to feed into what everybody else is saying and the negative words and the, the negative voices that are trying to cause me to, to have unbelief in, in what you're trying to do in my life. Help me to overcome that. Help me to have some faith in your word. Help me to have some faith in your plan for my life. Somebody lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Come on. There is a time to meditate. But when we come into the house of the Lord, it's time to make a joyful noise. It's time to lift up some praise and some worship unto the Lord. We worship you. 
Come on, somebody. Glorify. Magnify. You are Give him the praise. Come on, I want to get my hands in there and let God know that I surrender to his will. I surrender to his plan. This altar is open this morning. Come down with your heart, lift it with your hands. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody, come down and let God move. Let God touch your heart.